0: How does it feel to turn a hundred? It feels great. Did you ever think you'd make it to a hundred? Not in, not in a, what do I want to say? <laughs> not in
1: years? Yeah, that you, you got it.
0: We are in the three digits, my friend. Episode 100 has arrived. Wow, a hundred weeks of guests, insights, thoughts on minding our wellness. I think back to when I started this podcast and how unsure, uncertain I was of how this would be received, whether it would be listened to, if it was as needed in the world as I truly thought it was. And you all and your listenership have confirmed that it absolutely is indeed needed it's been received amazingly well and i am so eternally grateful that you have stuck with me and provided the feedback and truly supported me along this journey so that i can then in turn support you so with that being said i don't see this as my anniversary but our anniversary because the more we can talk about topics around mind, body, and spirit, I feel the better we all will be. Enjoy this episode that includes insights from my grandmother who literally just turned 100. The timing couldn't be more perfect for that, right? And my founding members from the first mastermind I have personally hosted, Surrender Gym share their thoughts on what living a life of surrendering looks and feels like. I hope you enjoy this episode. Happy anniversary, my friends. My friends, we are on podcast episode number 100. I can't believe that I have hit the three digits. And as I was trying to decide who I wanted to be on the hundredth episode, it kind of hit me one day. I want my Surrender Gym family. So for those of you who are wondering what Surrender Gym is, you maybe you've heard me talk about it. Maybe you've heard me post about it. You don't have a clue what's going on with it, which I completely understand. Um, it kind of became a way of life for me, then a concept for a group mastermind. And now we're to the point where we have completed our first three-month round. And these amazing founding members who came through the three-month intensive with me are here to share their insights. So I'm so excited to have them with me they're all really excited to be here as well and so we are going to get started with the questions for these amazing women so we're going to start with Bryn Strange my dear friend Bryn so excited for her she gets to reopen this week in her fitness studio so life is is coming back up for her as well but Bryn I would love for you to first share a little bit about yourself like a quick little bio and um and then kind of talk about your experience you were so kind and gracious to jump on board as our mastermind yoga leader and I was so so thankful for that I kind of had my idea of how I wanted it to go but I wasn't sure who was going to say yes and say no and you were quick to jump on board so I would love for you to kind of give a little bit of a bio and then also give me your experience um, that you had as both a teacher and mentor as well as a student in Surrender Gym.
2: Cool, awesome! I'd love to. Thank you for having me on, Claudia. Um, yeah, so I'm Bryn Strange, the owner of Oxo Fitness here in Gainesville, Florida, and we have been open five years on Friday. Actually, we just had our five-year anniversary, so that was extra special. Um, I have two amazing children: Brandon is three and a half, and Livia just turned one. And I was just so so honored to be asked to be a part of Surrender Gym. If Claudia is leading something, then I am following is kind of my rule for (laughs) life. Um, And this was no different. So I was really excited to be a part of it. I didn't know exactly what we were up to going in, but, but knew we'd figure it out as we went and kind of be able to cater it as I learned more. And I just had so much fun welcoming the members of Surrender Gym into my studio space, trying to create just a peaceful environment for everybody. Um, it was actually my first time being on on Zoom as well, so that was kind of new, just navigating that. Which who would I know? But three months later would become a big part of my life. Now I Zoom classes every day since we, our studio's gone virtual, um, switching a little bit tomorrow, as Claudia mentioned, with us opening up. But um, but we'll always, I think, still conti- continue that virtual component now. So. Um, Anyways, I really enjoyed offering a yoga flow blend, just 20 minutes, but it was enough time to get everybody moving, kind of just a chance to center into the space we were in and kind of prepare us for the meditation that would follow. Um, My goal was to be really positive and encouraging and uplifting and um, just to use language that would make everybody comfortable that would be easy to follow since I knew we had all levels joining in for our yoga flow uh, section. And um, that would just be really kind of quick but also comprehensive that would end us in a comfortable position for Claudia to tap in with meditation. Um, So I thought it, it went well and I had fun doing that. Some unexpected. So, as you know, of course, we were in my space, so I was going to stay for the for the 20-minute meditation that followed. Um, but I didn't know going in how beneficial and just impactful that time would be for me, because um, I had never done meditation really before, besides just a few minutes at the end of my yoga classes. And I was more normally the one leading versus receiving that experience. So it was really. Just a joy and a, an honor to be able to spend 20 minutes um, hearing Claudia's beautiful voice, calming voice, and her message that just totally helped calm my mind and helped me on a journey to surrender right alongside the other members. Um, because of that, meditation is now a part of my daily routine and something I do every morning. Um, as Claudia kind of set us up to not only lead, us in meditation we were together but to give us resources to continue that throughout our week and again going in I wasn't sure how involved I would be besides my role but I just ended up diving in and right alongside the members participating in the other aspects of the surrender gym experience and I'm just so glad that I was able to so a big thank you to Claudia
0: Thank you so much for that, Brynn. and yeah it's funny how, how us being on Zoom helped, and we had no idea that that was coming. It's, it's like we had no idea what, what all of it was coming, uh, you know that we would be so um, benefiting from what we learned, including some of the technology and I really appreciate your yoga um, inclusion into the mastermind. It was so, so special for those times that we were able to get together. so thank you so much for that. let's move on to Kimberly Brown, and I have called her Kim. I'm trying to call her Kimberly, more. I know she. Prefer- first that. And uh, so I might switch back and forth as I try to get that right. But can you also start by introducing yourself and then kind of talk about, you know, it's, it's interesting because you were kind of identified as our star student by the end of the three months. You always came so prepared. You came having had you know listened to the podcast and you had notes and you were always just sort of ready to to um listen and also lead. So after you introduce yourself, can you talk about how you felt that really deep commitment to each week's lesson and ultimately your spiritual growth served you during this mastermind.
3: Absolutely thanks Claudia um yeah well, I'm Kimberly Brown and I am a realtor here in Gainesville. Um, I learned about Surrender Jim through from Claudia and just something on my heart told me I need to look more into this but I think that I was of okay I'm gonna I'm gonna be told to surrender to the point where there's no hustle anymore how am I going to build a business if I'm meditating all day long and mm-hmm. for a short little uh, conversation with Claudia I realized that the universe was absolutely leading me to this. So I did take it very seriously. So it's funny that you call me the star student. That's not even, <laughs> that's not really what I was uh, called growing up. Um, <laughs> but I do think in this, um, one of the things that I learned right away is how important staying in the conversation on a daily basis was to really, if I was really going to get what I wanted to, I was going to have to it had to be a part of everyday life. And so I did, I did, I journaled, I listened. I, I tried to stay in the conversation with um, other people who were in our group and just make sure that I was sharing from the depths of my heart, what I was really feeling and thinking and what was really going on. And um, it was definitely life-changing for me. And then I knew at the end of our three months, the importance of how many times I've I've done something that I would consider Self help for me to get to a better place of where I felt like I wanted to be in my life. Really taking this seriously, um, doing the assignment, staying in the conversation. I came out at, after these three months uh, genuinely transformed and out of a little quick, I'm transformed for a week. Or if it's just a week, then you just make some changes and then you go back to your old habits and your old mindset. and um, being a part of this has really helped me to transform and now I'm on the next part of the journey and I'm so so grateful to for you Claudia and for everybody who's was a part of it and they contributed to me really really changing and um being in a better space
0: thank you so much for that kim kimberly i told you i'll go back and forth i really appreciate you uh you know we all talked about that in our closing circle how much we appreciated uh all of your commitment and um you really kind of shining as a, as a leader throughout and so i'm so glad to hear that it went as well as it did for you. So thank you so much for sharing that. Let's go next to Alicia Decker, my dear friend, Alicia, who I've known since pharmacy school, which seems like eternity ago. But so Alicia, when we start, let's go ahead and have you also introduce yourself and talk about your understanding and your experience level with meditation before surrender gym and how that changed through the process and by the end.
4: Hi Claudia, so good to have you, um, to be on here with you and I really appreciate all that you've done to um, guide us along this journey. So my name's Alicia Decker, as you said, um, I am a pharmacist. I have been a pharmacist for 17 years, but um, my journey to surrender and kind of tuning in with the universe has started, I guess it's been a slow roll. Um, for the past couple of years, but really um, hit a went into high gear this last six months, um, surrounded by you and the ladies in a Surrender Gym. So um, that's kind of what brings me here. And um, in terms of my understanding level, so with meditation before we started Surrender Gym, I really had. I thought I understood meditation to be something that only enlightened people could do. And if you couldn't do it the way they do it, that it wasn't, it wasn't right. And I am the kind of person I've actually had people describe me as, or when they hear me talk, like there must be a ping pong match going on inside of your head Mm -hmm. with the amount of thoughts that come out and the order that they come out and, um, of the number of things that i try to do at once so um needless to say getting my mind to be quiet or to slow down has always been um it's always been a challenge so when i have tried to meditate before in groups always um it's usually the the person leading the meditation is you know, saying these things that, you know, you see a light and go see your future self and whatever. And we get to the end and all that I did the whole time was focus on some noise that happened or somebody that sniffled constantly. And what I didn't realize was all of that is actually part of the meditation. And it really wasn't until surrender gym that I started to meditate on a daily basis. And I realized that all of that needed to be incorporated. My awareness of the outside noise and distractions actually was part of it. So I feel like I lost a lot of years where I could have been using this um, tool when I thought I wasn't capable of doing what everybody else does because I never came out of a meditation and could describe my future self or could describe the calm I was feeling because I was so having a tug of war with the thoughts in my head. But since starting really since the very first night of surrender gym, I started to meditate every single morning and I'm always kind of on the go and always rushing around. So I did our simple, you know, couple of minutes meditation, relax, head to toe, and our mantra, and started my day every day. And I would totally agree with Kimberly in saying, staying um, connected and staying in kind of in the conversation is really important, because I've seen that as we've completed our surrender gym first three months, that I'm not doing that as often, but I definitely feel a difference. So um, there's times now that I can feel when I need to meditate because it's the time to kind of quiet everything and to just direct my mind to something specific and accept the distractions, just accept the kids yelling or my husband talking in the other room or anything as part of it and just kind of relax into it. So um, I guess the point is, is my understanding of it is anybody can meditate as long as you go into it with the understanding that it takes practice and everything that you experience while you're in that experience is part of it and to accept it and embrace it.
0: Such, such good points. And I I can share that. I think as pharmacists, we're uh, tending to be type A personalities. And so it's like another thing we I was the same way going into it as it was another thing to perfect. And so that just seemed too overwhelming. So I just rather not do it. And uh, once you realize that that's not the case at all, it's not about perfecting anything. It's just about giving yourself the space. So I'm so happy that you got to that point and you're utilizing this practice now in your daily life. It just warms my heart. So So thank you so much for sharing that. Let's move on to Denise Devinish, my dear friend here in Gainesville. So happy that she actually she was the first one to jump on board Surrender Gym and tell me she wanted to join, which I was super excited to have her. So Denise, let's have you also introduce yourself to the listeners and as your question, you really actually were um, pretty surrendered. I think you, it was a practice you had, even if you didn't necessarily call it surrendering, but I feel like you were kind of in that mode anyways before this. And this, this maybe just solidified some of those concepts. So after you introduce yourself and get a, give a little background, can you describe what surrendering looked like for you even before the mastermind?
5: Hello, my name is Denise Stavnish, and I am the owner of DMD Health and Safety Training Services and also the executive director of a a local nonprofit here in Gainesville called Life Transition Skills. Um, I have started in surrender slash peaceful mode, I would say, the last three to four years. Uh, For me, I've always started my day uh, with a prayer slash talk with God. I am not one who has ever been able to do guided meditations and stuff like that, but I talk to God all the time. Like we, we laugh, we, we cry, we, we sing, everything. So I start every day with a talk with God and I also end every day with a talk with God. The big part of that talk for me has been to be grateful for what I have in the past and what I have now and what I will have in the future. And then also for my day, it is to just let me accept it as it comes, whether it's something I can be happy, angry, sad at just to feel the emotion and let it go and not let it linger because in the past, things would linger with me for a very long time. Um... I try really hard, and I was doing this before, but through surrender, we could talk and meet weekly, and us just kind of going through stuff in the podcast was like staying quiet from the inside out. Like, I really try to slow everything down with reactions. So, I try to follow, and I, to this day, and from, like I said, past three to four years follow my initial intuition intuition on on something and not go to that second thought which is really hard to do and still i still kind of go to it on sometimes the third and fourth thought but just whatever that first feeling is i i um look at that as a guidance from god and this the second quote-unquote thought or the first thought is the guidance from denise which i don't want to follow so i want to follow the guidance from god When I notice that I'm in fast forward mode and just kind of like rushing and everything is like going by me and I don't remember what I just did, once I'm aware of that, I make it like where I have to slow down. And once again, it's from the inside out. So I cut thoughts out and I just if I'm looking at a tree, I look at the tree. If there's a a lizard, I even look at the lizard as much as I don't like to. But I just
4: focus
5: (laughs) on whatever is in front of me and just kind of go to that and then slowly come back to where I I was. The biggest part for me that's helped me from before Surrender Gym through Surrender Gym and now is relying on my faith in God. So knowing that no matter what I'm going through, if it's something really bad or quote-unquote sad or like like right now with, with all of us going through COVID, knowing that it's going to be okay and things at that point in time may not be what I was accustomed to, but I'm still okay. And just kind of bringing myself back to that, relying on my faith and releasing um, my anxieties.
0: I've always really loved your uh, conversations with God and that, you know, it's really, it really is like talking to a friend. So I've always really enjoyed listening to how you, you utilize that. And uh, yeah, I agree with the pandemic. It's, being here now and in the present time has never been more important and just realizing that we are safe where we are and to, to avoid that worry of what the future might bring. So thank you so much for sharing that. Next up is Lakita Williams. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have Lakita with me. We just finished not too long ago, a business mastermind together with our fearless leader, Jada Selner, And I was so excited when she joined as well. And we talk a lot about synchronicity within surrender gym. And, uh, interestingly enough, Lakita's birthday is the same birthday as my grandmother who just turned a hundred. And so I just love all of these little, little kind of universe and God winks. So Lakita, let's have you also introduce yourself and uh, talk a little bit about since you do own and run a business and that's why we were in that business mastermind together. Talk a little bit about how surrender gym kind of played a role and, um, helped you in that and, and maybe, you know, how, how you envisioned it to, to help you with that and then how it ended up. And sometimes that's a completely different picture, but how surrender gym and, and the concept of surrendering played into owning and running a business.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Claudia, thank you so much for having me. Um, I love the synchronicities and just the fact that we continue to stay connected. Uh, so I love it. Um, okay wonderful so i'm lakita williams i'm the founder of co-create work uh, and we are a strategic consulting company for uh company culture what we do is we help founders, uh, small business owners, and CEOs uh, build confidence in their ability to lead and design the type of company culture that they would like to have. Ultimately, what we're trying to do is help people build the type of companies that people want to work with. Um, So as I started to think about uh, surrender Jim right before you open this opportunity Claudia I had actually been having a little bit of a struggle um, you know and from a personality perspective I kind of consider myself uh, a driver my strength is really in planning uh, and like systems thinking so releasing to like intuition trust and surrender is something that has always always been a challenge for me and I will say, Probably also something that I really didn't think that I needed to (laughs) consider or do, if I'm being 100% honest. Um, But things just linked up at the right time. So in December of 2019, uh, I had just signed a lot of new clients. I hired a new team member. Things were going really well. Uh, I was planning over, you know, kind of towards the holiday break to spend that time doing strategic planning and really you know, figure out how to continue to grow, co-create work in 2020 in a big way. Uh, and then boom, I, I suddenly uh, became really sick uh, and r- really wasn't clear on what was going on there. Uh, but ultimately started to feel like I was being pushed to take a different approach, both in business and in life, but particularly uh, because I've always driven by, uh, work, then it, it was like, okay, what do you need to be doing differently in business? And as soon as I started to ask myself that question and be open to what the opportunity might be, surrender gym came along. Um And so uh, when I heard about how you took a journey of surrender, Claudia, particularly around your business, that really spoke to me, Uh, and that you were really driven from a place of love and a place of inspiration. Uh, I've always been driven by purpose, and so it's like, um, I think those two, you know, those walk together, but what would it mean to not be driving in business? And you can probably remember that that was a huge struggle for me, I can remember Mm -hmm. (laughs) either messaging you or emailing you and asking you, hey, what is the difference between being surrendered or is it that I'm just afraid of being uncomfortable? Um, And so I really appreciated just your uh, patience and guidance with me about like, turning it back to me, what are, you know, your, what is your intuition telling you? What would it be like to slow down? And so that's where I really try to invest and, you know, and, and get centered on what is it like to just allow things from a business perspective to come to me to, for the opportunities to come to me and store, instead of driving in a particular direction. Uh, ultimately that ended up being extremely successful. So previously my thought had been, what's the next marketing thing, right? What's <laughs> the next strategic plan? Who are the five people that I need to talk to? What's the right system? I think some of the thoughts that all of us as leaders, you know, founders, owners have, but what would it be like to say, you know, where can I help? I think that was one of the main questions that I started to ask myself and it, it just became you know, really easy. I, I would say things just started to come in. So people would say, hey, how can we partner? Uh, how can our, I would see an opportunity where I would be able to help and that really continues to drive me uh, in the business. And even today, Uh, I'll say, you know, being honest, I'm still trying to, I'm still figuring all of that out uh, and continuously working to be more surrendered. Um, And one of the things that I think we talk about in Surrender Gym that I do a lot is let myself be surprised by the answer so if i am doing some planning if i'm starting you know what what is the right strategy here what if I just gave myself some time and allowed myself to be surprised by the answer? So that's been a big part of the surrender journey when I think about connecting surrender uh, to business. So a little bit less on the experts and I love to lean on experts. (laughs) I think, uh, you know, you use the value that other people bring to help you on your journey. Um, But lean back a little bit from that and what is it like to really lead from a place of intuition? Uh, And surrender because we, we know these answers internally as well. So that it's been such a pleasure and an honor and I definitely have seen success um, as a result, um, even though, you know, the, the primary focus has been how can I help.
0: Mm, so love all of that, Lakita. I love the concept of allowing yourself to be surprised, and I think often when you open yourself up, you are surprised that it can come with such ease and peace if you allow and stop trying to control. And you know, and and it's it's interesting because none of us really enjoy the attempt at controlling because we often see that that it's you know ineffective and it's not really getting us anywhere, but it's. Also, so difficult to release that, but once <laughs> you start releasing it, and you've you know and that's that 's kind of how my journey started is. Like I want more of this, you know, this feeling of just the peace that comes from releasing and then just allowing is—it's really a, a such a beautiful place. So I've loved watching you, and and I agree that it's still for sure a journey for all of us. And again, not something very much like we talked about with Alicia and meditation—not something that we ever are going to necessarily perfect, but just kind of moving along that spectrum. So thank you so much for sharing that, Lakita. And now on to our youngest member, Holly Saka. I'm so excited that we were able. Able to bring on a beautiful and wise teenager. Holly Sacco is our youngest member. We're going to have her introduce herself as well. Um, and she brought so much life and value to the group. So Holly, after you introduce yourself, you can maybe share how Surrender Gym helped you with some of the issues around being a teenager, uh, specifically a senior in high school, who's now gone through a lot of difficulties and, and changes as this pandemic Kind of came right at the end here, so you can kind of share that after you introduce yourself.
7: Yes, Claudia, and thank you so much for having me on. Um, like you said, I am a senior. I go to Lake Brantley High School and I'll be graduating next month. Um, not as planned, but still graduating, which is a plus. But yeah, I would definitely say Surrender Gym helped me so much. Um, it was just something I needed and I didn't even know. It's so easy to get caught up in just in high school, in life, any age really. But since when you're a teenager, that's what you know that is your life. And Surrender Gym just really helps you see that there's there's so much more coming. And it's unnecessary to get caught up in the little things. And it also has taught me a lot um, – a lot of techniques on how to let go. And as you and Lakita mentioned earlier, how, how you just let life happen. And you just really have to trust that this is where you're meant to be right now. And I full heartedly believe that um, even though I was not expecting to be a part of this, I'm so glad that I did because especially during these challenging times now, it's, I just loved being able to come and um, be supported by all of you enlightened women. And um, I'm really hoping that um, throughout college and throughout life, I'll be able to share what I've learned through Surrender Gym and lead groups of younger people who need it because there's probably so many out people out there who need this too and don't even realize it but um yeah and just like everything letting go takes practice and there's still so much for me to learn but I'm just so thankful to have even began this journey to even recognize that a change is coming or even recognize negative thoughts there's a lot to be said just for that and I just really appreciate the entire experience
0: well, we all love you, Holly, and it, it's it's interesting how all of it kind of comes back around. Alicia, who is your aunt, she brought you in, and you know, talking with Lakita about you know, you never know what surprise might come along. I honestly didn't, I didn't necessarily expect us to have a high school senior on the initial mastermind, and you brought such amazing life and uh, great energy and an amazing amount of wisdom from from what we would call a young person. I mean, you're young compared to us. So we, we were just so happy and lucky and blessed to have you with us. And, and that was definitely a pleasant surprise in Surrender Gym. So thank you so much for joining us. All right, we're coming right back around to our second set of questions. Bryn Strange. So we're back to you, Bryn. And I would love to know how the spiritual growth and practices you learned during our three months together helped you during this pandemic. I know you went through a lot of you know, difficulties as we all did as business owners, but even obviously personally as well. I mean, you have two young kids. So I'm wondering how, how that played into your ability to be so resilient during this time, during this pandemic. I
2: like that word resilient, Claudia. I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> I got to tell you, you know, at the end of the surrender gym, We just had a couple weeks left when, when everything changed and I was feeling pretty darn good. I was like, could see the positive and everything. I had my life work balanced down and was just pretty actually proud of myself for how surrendered I had become. And then life decided to say, actually, you're not at all when it's really put to the test. Um, But fortunately, part of what I learned in the Surrender gym experience is that you get to mess up and try again and try again Um, because you know that first week of the of the pandemic hitting where I needed to change my whole business model while my kids were at home (laughs) which was more than a full-time job times two it was uh, very stressful and I was feeling anxious and I just didn't think I had even five minutes for meditation anymore and I um, was feeling frustrated and you know everything that I had just felt like I had conquered um, so I had a, a full week of that <laughs> and then it was actually at our kind of closing ceremonies of Surrender Gym. Um that day I was finishing up some of our readings that had just these beautiful reminders that it is okay to fail and to, um, you know, to recognize that as part of the process and to try again. And um, so I was just feeling so grateful for that final message. And then, you know, really have feel like I have been able to re get a little bit of a better hold back on my surrendering in terms of, you know, getting back to, those important things that had grown really important to me, like the meditation, like the reflection, not reacting right away, but trying to see the positive, and um, so all of that has been really helpful, Um, and then now that we are reopening, it's just another chance to (laughs) try to, you know, be reminded of the importance of surrendering again, and you know, we're getting varying feedback and just, you know, taking everything with a positive attitude and keeping my purpose in mind of service. Um, so it's just highlighting again that this is another opportunity to see how I respond and, you know, seeing as how things did go so awry um, that first week, I'm really trying to be deliberate
0: about keeping in that surrendered mindset. Yeah, I think you've done an amazing job. And I think we all can share in that, especially in the beginning. And, you know, we talk about, you know, surrendering, surrendering to life's uncertainties and it's like, there couldn't be anything more uncertain than a pandemic, you know, sweeping through the the world. And so we, I think we all kind of went through that little bump in the road and then realized that these practices are there, they're there, you know, meditation is there for us. It doesn't cost anything. It's, it's always there for us. And like Denise talked about, you know, conversations with God, all of these practices are Always at our fingertips, and so I think you've done an amazing, amazing job at, at at conquering all of that in in the best way that you could. And you've really shown a lot of resiliency as both a mom and a business owner. So I appreciate you being a leader in that way, Bryn. All right. So back to Kimberly Brown. What would be your advice to someone seeking spiritual options? So I know a lot of people, and maybe during this time, even more so you know, think about, oh, you know, I've seen, i seen that person meditate or I've seen that person do some yoga, but I, it all feels a little bit too overwhelming to me. It feels intimidating or threatening. And so they don't maybe do that. So what, what would be your advice to somebody seeking some options, even if it doesn't necessarily mean surrender gym, but, but just kind of getting started on that path?
3: Well, my first response is they need to join surrender gym,
0: <laughs> right. I, um, you know, I
3: I think what I love so much about Surrender Gym, and you can hear it from what everyone is saying, like, this was a place where we were all accepted right where we were. Um, there was no, there's no right or wrong. It is just, okay, where are you at? Where do you want to go? Being there for one another, even what Bren said, like, trying again, like, we we all were there. We all... We all were so excited one day about how our day went, and then next day we had to try again. <laughs> we had crazy um, tests come our way. All of us, did, all of us had something happen. It's so cool to like even think back on it now. Like we could talk about forever. Just each one of us had things that came our way that we had to that were like a test. Are we? And it was perfect that the universe brought those things to us so that we could be there to support each other and then just be able to try again. And um, so I think this was a space where we could be really vulnerable with one another and that we learned that we needed to really trust that we were being supported or supported by the universe, like all the time we're supported. It's just a matter of whether we recognize it and whether we allow it. And so from that, I guess I would say just be still and listen And, and God, the universe, whatever it is for you, like will work powerfully and lead you to where you need to go. I mean, that's absolutely what happened for me is I was searching. I have, I mean, I've been searching for a long time for a lot of different things. And each time I've been a part of a group or read a book or had some kind of discovery, it's been great to lead me to surrender gem. And it was perfect to see how all the things that have led me to that. So for someone who's searching, I think you just, you have to take a minute to listen and not overthink it and not be afraid because the universe is 100. I have no question in my mind that even when we have negative th- things that might seem negative, the universe is working in a really powerful way to support us into greatness if we allow it. And, um, Yeah. And so that's, that's how I feel. And I just think surrender gym was the most amazing opportunity where I felt completely accepted, even in my worst moments by every, every member of the group. And that was the greatest feeling to know that, okay, I'm still accepted even at my worst moment and I can wake up tomorrow and I can try again.
0: So. Thank you so much for sharing that, Kimberly. It is interesting looking back. It's almost easy to forget, but we really did go through some pretty big bumps in the road altogether and so many spiritual assignments that came our way, I think in um, a very needed way because we were working on practices and, and I feel like we were handed these assignments to really hone in on our... Practices that we had done, and show us showing us that you know we we were moving along that path and journey, and that we could handle these things as they came. But also nice to have the group around us to share in that support. So I, I definitely uh, agree with you there. It's always nice to to do this, and that that was really honestly my intention in starting it. Is I was sort of moving along the surrendered path on my own and realizing the benefit and knew that it would be so much more beneficial if we had this group doing it together. And so I love that that's worked out that way. So thank you for sharing that. All right, to Alicia Decker, I would love to go back to just kind of ground zero and talk about what a surrendered life even means. So if we were just to define it in some type of wording, phrasing, uh, what would you say a surrendered life is to somebody who might not be familiar with that term?
4: So hopefully you're not expecting me to do that in one word, um, <laughs> but I am totally like, I'm so glad that Kimberly said what she said, because I would not have realized that I was picking up on, like that I was actually progressing in my journey. If I had not been met personally with the challenges that have come my way over the last six months. Um, so. A surrendered life is one where you, oh God, how do you describe something that's perfectly described in its word, in its definite, like in its name, it's you, you just kind of like lean into whatever it is that's going to happen. And you have this unwavering trust that whether I, whether I accept what's happening or don't, whether I like it or I don't like it, whether I understand it or I don't understand it, it doesn't change the outcome. It doesn't change what's happening right now. And the, I mean, really the best example, even though you didn't ask me for an example, but the best example is with, um, my husband's cancer diagnosis a couple of months ago, I thought for a second, like for maybe 10 minutes, let me be for 10 minutes. I thought that I wasn't doing as well as I was on our path to surrender when I had kind of a little bit of a meltdown. But within 10 minutes, I was able to refocus my attention onto, okay, this is what the universe had in store for us. This, there is no good to me overthinking, thinking the worst, trying to predict the future and trying to control things. I'm going to just release all control, I'm gonna go, and we're going to do what we need to do, and whatever comes next, we're going to accept. And I immediately, kind of, you know, went home with my husband, told him kind of the same thing. Like, we're not going down this road of woe is me, the worst case scenario. We both, um, with for lack of a better term, we surrendered to what the universe was going to bring us. And to be very honest with you. I, had it not happened exactly the way it happened, I don't think my belief would be as strong, but take it from me, we did not spend time. We, you know, a little bit, had a little bit of emotions as humans do, but we constantly redirected ourselves into, okay, this doesn't do us any good. Let's focus on being where we are right now. What did this, what was this put in our path to prove or to show us? And accept whatever comes next. And when all was said and done and we got to the end and we in the back of our heads were thinking, okay, if radiation is what's going to be our future, then we're going to accept it. So when he heard that everything was clear and he wasn't going to need anything further than surgery, like it was this epiphany, like, thank God that I listened to what we'd been learning and I surrendered because we would have spent the last three, four months in agony, not enjoying and just living our lives. We would have been worried about what was next. And um it's a that's a really specific example, but even now something as simple as somebody moving into the lane in front of me that might be too close for what you're comfortable for. I literally lean back and go okay that's what happened that there there's a reason for this and I find myself like almost sometimes looking at like looking at the situation and saying oh my gosh like wow I normally would have gotten really upset by that but I'm not and um so I think that answers your question but um a surrendered life is just one that just just goes with with whatever comes next whether and recognizing that whether we agree with it or not or whether we think that that's what's supposed to happen or not it doesn't matter and just accept everything and look for the lesson
0: yes i i really if we had actual video of you and John going through this, I feel like it would be the perfect description in an actual life form of how surrendering works. Because I I even watched you guys and thought to myself, I even wonder if I could have been this surrendered. It really was very special to watch how you navigated that and uh, came to where you are now. And it's amazing how much has gone, you know, gone through our lives since January, but I really, I really do think that that was a, a perfect spiritual assignment for you and you handled it, you and John, so well that I, um, it was really special to watch. So thank you so much for that, Alicia. All right, Denise Devinish, it's your turn. What practice would you say now is, and maybe it's the same as before, but what's most valuable for you right now in staying grounded and centered during this pandemic, but really just kind of ongoing?
5: So, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's probably the same as before because it is prayer and conversations. I say prayer because that's the word that people know, but really, for me, is conversations with God is what has kept me one of the things that's kept me very centered during the pandemic and also just during really rough times in life. The other thing for me that, especially now, that has been extremely important and extremely helpful with remaining surrendered and becoming more surrendered is having friends who are also on that journey. I, like I said earlier, I'm not a big, big meditation person. I am not a big podcast person. I love reading, but I don't get into a lot of the books. Like I've read a lot of like, like Eckhart Tolle and some of the Mickey Singer books previously, but for some reason now, I it's hard for me to to read them. What I love doing though is talking to friends about surrendering, about being at peace, even if it is like reading an excerpt from a book and then discussing or different perspectives on it, or listening to a particular podcast and discussing our, our particular perspectives. That is what I love doing. So between My continual conversations with God and between friends like like you, Claudia, and some other friends that I have that are on this the same journey like either starting it or they've been on it for a while or interested in it because I always have people tell me like why are you always so calm like you never freak out but I'm like I do but it's for a moment and then it's gone and then I'm like ah okay felt it gone but those two things are and have been what has really helped me during this time. You know, with COVID, it it was scary as heck for, I honestly would say, 24, potentially 24 hours, because in one day I lost all of my CPR classes, all of my safety classes got canceled. By that afternoon, and I was like, hmm well, how am I going to navigate this? Didn't really, I didn't freak out and panic. I was just like, well, this is going to be quite interesting. And literally that happened around 10, 11 that morning. It was a Sunday where I just kept getting emails from companies saying, I'm sorry, but we have to reschedule. Maybe you got to see what's happening. That afternoon I was offered the job as executive director. I'm going to what Alicia talked about earlier. I learned... I don't know, it was in our business group where a lot of us met that if I freak out about something that I have to do, I'm freaking out in the, for a future event. So I could as well just wait till when it's happening and freak out during. So I try to not waste the freak out. So <laughs> just like what Alicia just said, I was like, all right, until that bill comes that I can't pay, then we'll freak out then, but we'll just keep plugging ahead. And, you know, if I want to freak out, I got a job. That I was able to take care of all my bills, even though my business was stopped like stopped immediately. So having you, Claudia, and having some of my other friends to talk about, talk to with this stuff, and talk about oh well, not getting a PPP loan, not getting a PPP loan. Oh, got it. Oh, only got that much. (laughs) No, it was just like well, got something, which is awesome. So that's that is for me what helps me a lot.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think the conversations, it's like I seek out those deep conversations now and really connecting with people who are sharing on the same journey, even if the practices are different. And I think that's the point here is that, you know, whether, you know, we're podcasters or book readers or conversations with, you know, God people, whatever it is, the practice, that's not necessarily what dictates you know, sort of the end, but but really us getting together and bringing what we're learning, bringing our insights together, and helping each other work through things that come up. Those are the conversations that have been super valuable. So I definitely share in that. Thank you so much, Denise. All right, Lakita, you really jumped in the deep end. I love how you you know you weren't necessarily always able to come on because of just the time zone difference, but you really just embraced the journey so much so that you drove to. California, Southern California to Agape after one of our assigned podcasts with Michael Beckwith. And so we were all just so, you know, jealous, of course, also here on the East Coast. Can you tell us about that journey and what insights you gained from going there?
6: Absolutely. Yeah. So we were uh, traveling to Arizona and I thought uh, we had happened to, I think it was just a few weeks before, um, listen to Michael and talked a lot about it. And I was, I thought it was wonderful. And so I thought, hey, this is a great opportunity, you know, to just jump out there and do it. One of the books, uh, you know, that we're, that we read uh in Surrender Gym is by Gabby Bernstein and right, her thing is like the universe has your back. So I'm like, well, this presents itself as an opportunity. So I should kind of jump, uh, in the deep end and take the opportunity to drive there. And so it was a really interesting experience, both the drive itself, um, as you know, things were rapidly kind of starting very, very early parts starting to happen with happen with COVID. Um, and when we got there, the speaker actually ended up being Lisa Nichols. Uh, and so it, it was a bit of a surprise because like, oh, I, I thought I was going to, you know, hear Michael, um. And Lisa was there. And again, you are always in the place that you need to be. You always hear what you need to hear. Uh, and Lisa's message that day was really about uh, fear, and it was about who who aren't you helping when you're not stepping into the next steps you need to step into the place that you need to go next or growing as you are being called to grow so who is missing the opportunities uh, or the learnings that they should have kind of when we're not stepping into that next version of your of yourself and it was I love Michael and but it was the exact message that I need to hear and I think an affirmation of you know things line up the way that they're supposed to, and things happen as they're supposed to happen. And so that allowed me, you know, a few weeks later, when given the opportunity to say, "Hey, are you going to talk to, you know, for a university here uh, virtually? Talk to a group of new entrepreneurs?" It's like, okay, you know, public speaking isn't my favorite thing, but I'm being surrendered, and also where are they going to be if they don't hear the message of, you know, why is it important to build uh, a culture that's sustainable and a human culture? Right. So it, it, it's just like things line up for those opportunities. So it was a wonderful thing. And I think the experience at Agape was also wonderful, uh, both the meditation and the connection there. Uh, and it was the first time that, that I had been somewhere where both prayer and meditation were done within the same service. And I thought that that was very powerful. Um, in fact, it felt a little bit even overwhelming. Uh, and I remember having to uh, just kind of take a break and take some breaths because uh, this, you know, everyone there together in partnership, both praying and meditating was just Uh, Such a powerful experience. So um, I was so honored and happy uh, that I had the opportunity to do that. And it all started kind of with our conversation. So I think it's, it's back to this idea of what is waiting to unfold for us when we say yes. um, And also when we see the opportunities as they present themselves.
0: I'm just getting chills thinking about all of that again, kind of revisiting your visit and how, you know, we could have easily maybe a couple of years ago just thought I drove all this way, you know, how could I come in the one day that Michael Beckwith's not here, as there's probably not that many days that he's not and no. what you really <laughs> found was it was the perfect set up and set of teachings that you needed to hear. And I can just imagine the energy in that room. And I, I I actually do really love that he combines that, you know, the spiritual side, the religious side, like just combining all of it, because I think there's a place for all of it. And us, you know, that society in general compartmentalizing that I don't think is necessarily helpful, um, but to be able to bring it all together and allow people to connect with whatever pieces and if it's all of them awesome you know connect with the pieces that really help them so i love that you had that experience and uh we're able to embrace that and for those listening that they actually do live stream their services so it's agape a-g-a-p-e and you can find those live streams so if you are interested and you can't get to california no worries they actually do live stream them but i'm sure the energy and emotions are are heightened when you're there so thank you so much for sharing that lakita all right Molly, our our youngest, but so wise member, you're going to round us out. You already kind of mentioned this, but I I do wonder, and you really have stepped forward as a leader. And when we had our closing circle, really the group identified you in that way. And I love that they did because I obviously felt the same way. But what do you sort of hope to see and do as a future leader in Surrender Gym, focusing on your age group and the unique issues that they are dealing with?
7: For sure. Um, definitely, I, my goal, my minimum goal at the least, I just want to be able to inspire people and make a positive influence in their life. Even just having one person say that I've helped them or that they're inspired, they see things in a new light would just mean the world to me. So, And even so, even when my friends have problems now, I try to enlighten them with techniques and things I've learned, and some of it goes over the head. You know, they're like, surrender to the universe, what? Because they, (laughs) you know, they don't have the teaching. They don't, um, they did not have the same experience that I had at that point. But some of it, I think, like, makes them stop and think for a second and um, just reflect, reflect on things in a different way and even just doing that once i think it kind of opens up a new door and everything that happens you you think about in a different way and you don't you're not jumping right to to what your ego would normally cause you to think about and i've also thought about during my time in college maybe having a group or something that we could meditate or even just doing it with my roommate would be fun, but I'm—I know the universe will lead me wherever it's going to take me, so I'm not stressed about it too much. I'm not, you know, um, thinking into it too hard, but it definitely just being able to influence others in any kind of way and just get them the support they need during their developmental time.
0: I so love you, Holly. Your heart is just so big, and you're so wise for your age. I I can't wait for my son to be old enough to be in your subgroup of surrender, Jim, and embrace that because he could learn so much. And I I really look forward to seeing how you lead your your subgroup. So we we look forward to having. A younger age range, a larger quantity of them, so that Holly and some of our others can lead them, specifically focusing on some of the issues that they're dealing with, which um, are unique to their age group. So I really look forward to how that works out and the impacts that we're going to have. Again, like Lakita said, that's a surprise. That was not something that I envisioned, but that I am absolutely embracing because I've seen the transformation in you, Holly. And it's exciting to to think about what the kind of impact you're going to have on others. So thank you all so much for sharing in this 100th podcast episode celebration with me and for sharing your insights and for spending this time with me in Surrender Gym and for continuing on as founding members. They will be serving in various roles as they wish, as guest experts, as leaders of small groups, and they're here for the long haul as am I. So thank you all for joining me and I will see you in Surrender Gym very soon. Hey my friends, I started with my 100-year-old grandmother and I'm going to round out this 100th episode with the final portion of that short interview. So here again is my grandmother. And just a heads up, she has two dogs in the house she lives in and so you will occasionally hear them bark. So uh, please forgive that, but I think her insights are valuable enough to push through those noises. Enjoy! Okay, Grams, how does it feel to turn 100? It feels great. Did you ever think you'd make it to 100?
1: Not in, not in a, what do I want to say? Not in a million years? Yeah, you, you got it.
0: What would you say is your advice for young people?
1: Uh... Do what your parents tell you to do. They're gonna love me.
0: That's perfect since Dylan is in the room. (laughs) What would you say is the key to how you've been able to stay happy and relatively stress-free all these years?
1: Well, I had a good husband. That was a big part of it. And then uh, I've been blessed with good health. So I didn't have that to worry about. And
0: uh,
1: and I got married young.
0: <laughs> that was a good thing. Uh-huh. And you, Very good. You, and you, you guys stayed married how many years? Sixty. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Anything that you would say to people who feel stressed or feel like they're struggling, any advice for people who haven't found that peace or calm? Mm -hmm.
1: that's a little difficult in today's world Uh,
0: the world is much different you've seen the world change
1: exponentially over the years oh yeah well I think um, if don't end up in a fight all the time I mean try to truly we never hardly ever fought And he had a way of looking at you with that dimple in his eye, and it would make me laugh every time. So that kind of took care of that. But no, we really, well, we started in high school, and uh, he had two years, I had two years to finish. And so we waited, and then we waited four more years before we got married and uh, it and it was right you know it, uh, it oh it's not saying we didn't have squabbles. everybody has that but nothing you know that was when I what I hear from today's people, oh my gosh, I mean I, I couldn't have done it, I don't think.
0: It's a different time now. Oh. But you guys always laughed. Laughter was a big thing, right? Oh, it right? was. It was.
1: Yeah. hmm Yeah. They always called me giggly. Giggly? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that was... That was... Well, we had to, We worked hard. We didn't have it come easy, which I think is good. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and it was always finding some new business to go into and that made it interesting and uh, what
0: was your favorite business
1: the donuts the pies the pies The pies. yeah that was was the favorite what's your favorite pie lemon i think like a lemon meringue (gasps) yeah Mm -hmm.
0: so what would you say is your happiest memory
1: Oh, I have so many.
0: (laughs) Anything like specifically come to mind or or maybe top three?
1: Well, my wedding and my three boys. And now, let me see,
0: help me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Any place that you love to live more than the others?
1: Oh, going Going up to the cottage, uh, mm-hmm. that, that we loved, you know. And uh, any place in Michigan, we like. Now, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm too happy. cold. I'm happy in Florida. So, uh, but that.
0: Uh, well, thank you for the interview, Grahams. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> that is a wrap, my friends. The 100th episode. Has come to an end. I hope you found insights in the amazing Surrender Gym women and, of course, my amazing 100 year old grandmother. Happy anniversary. Thank you for sticking with me. And here's to the next 100. If you're interested in learning more about Surrender Gym, you can go to Surrender Gym, G Y M We're actually currently enrolling for the next session, which begins July 15th. I'll see you here again next time.